As many of you know, at this point, I'll be leaving in mid-December. Adam Swanson family is moving north to be frozen for at least three months of the year. Um, we'll figure out what electric versus central heating is. Um, I'll figure out how to use a snowblower. I hear there are three different ways you can go. You can attach it to a leaf blower. You can actually get a motorized one, or you can get kind of like this like ball cart that I can drive behind it. Just like right um, and I'll figure that out. I'll tell you this much though, it's one of those rare things in life where you get to leave one good thing and go to another good thing. The Lord has been gracious to call me to serve you here. It has. And he's been gracious as he moves me to my new ministry. I'm not saying it will be easy, and I know for a fact that this part is hard. Um, when I think about things I will miss here in ministry, it is your face that is called I'll miss you more than any of the paperwork or any of the shreds or honestly most of the people that come to our church. Um, because my heart's for you guys. Um, I'm going to miss you. If you ever want a vacation in Ohio and you need a place to crash, uh, and you want to look at cornfields, you'll gladly have a place to stay. I love you all, my brothers and sisters. And I look forward to Hopefully spending more time in the future, just in a different capacity. And I'm so serious about coming to visit me. You're welcome to. Um, yeah, it's farmland. Um, depending on what type of hunting season it is, we can determine what we'll do for fun. So, um, so I had to ask myself, what can or what should I say to people I love whom I will no longer get to be with? I'm not dying, but, but I am moving on. So today starts my last series with you. It's entitled Last Things. What I'm going to do is give you the last words of three men in Scripture. Moses, Jesus, and Paul. I could have given you my last thoughts, but as you know, I am not Scripture. And I hope most of what you learned from me could have been learned from that. You see, Moses, Jesus, and Paul put into perspective the way we should live as the people of God, both as the church at large, which you will be for the rest of your life, and as a youth group in which you will be for some of you the next five months and some of you the next five years. So how we live as the people of God, as the church, as a people engrafted into the people of Israel. And here they point us to the promise, they give us a purpose, and they have left us in the midst of the people. And those are the three things I'm going to hit these next few weeks. Tonight we're going to cover the promise, next week we'll cover the purpose, and my last week with you will cover the people. So we will look at the promise today from Moses. You don't have to turn in your Bibles, you're welcome to, I'm going to put it up on the screen for you. It's found in Deuteronomy 31, these are the last words of Moses. So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel, and he said to them, I'm 120 years old today. All I imagine is... Um, one of the baggins, who's the one that is celebrating his like hundred and something birthday. Bilbo, right? It's my hundred and something birthday. So that's why I imagine Moses doing with his staff. It's my hundred and eleventh birthday. Um, so it's my hundred and twenty years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, "You shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord your God Himself will go over before you." 
He will destroy these nations before you, so that you shall dispose them, and Joshua will go over at your head, as the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Ammonites, and to their land when he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous. You shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear. We're going to end here. Not to go further. We'll be dismayed. Let me pray with us. Father God, as we examine some of the most important sections in Scripture as they are called by our leaders on what to consider when they move on, Lord, may these passages bring us more clarity as how we should live as your people. Namely, a people under the promise. Lord, may we cling to that promise. Destination unknown. One of my favorite and Joe's favorite television shows with Josh Gates. Josh Gates. He's amazing. Oh, Josh Gates. Um, that, okay, I canceled a lot of that. But it was a great show. So, Destination Unknown. Some of you know this. Some of you were in second grade when it happened. Now, I never thought I would live in Texas. Ever. Ten years ago, I had put in for about 30 jobs all over the Midwest. It was in the middle of a recession. No one was hiring. And come to find, no teacher was leaving their job when the economy was bad. And I came to visit Texas to see my mom and dad here. Tommy, my little brother, was moving into a new apartment. At that point, Tommy, oh man, he switched apartments so often. It was like every six months. It was the worst. That guy could not get satisfied. So... We, we uh, him and his big brother helped him come move because he needed some muscle to help. So they flew me in for the weekend. Now that week, ironically, I had applied to one job in Texas at the middle school director at Park City's Presbyterian Church down there. And so when I walked into church, Christ Community Church at Fisher's Elementary on a Sunday morning and met with Pastor Jamie, I told him, Jamie, can you get my name to the top of the list of that job? I know you know. And Jamie asked me a question that would be a question that would change the course of my life. He said this, you want to move to Texas? And I responded with, I don't want to die here, but I'd love to do five to ten years of ministry here. And the next morning, he offered me a job. And I hung up the phone and laughed. And then God made it clear. As I talked to many of your parents in the room, and many of my mentors, that this is where I was supposed to be. And as of early August, this early August, I thought I would be in Texas for the next five to ten years. As of last week, I know I won't be. Yeah, little brothers and sisters. You might have plans. 
hopes, destinations that you think you will end up in the next one, five, ten years. I promise you this. If you're a Christian, God is going to put you right where he wants to be. And sometimes he doesn't ask your Your destination for tomorrow is unknown. It will always be unknown, even with all the plans that you make. Honestly, you might make plans, but I can promise you, God tends to laugh at those. We have one destination. We have one destination. We're all heading to this. The same destination that Moses spoke of as he spoke to the Israelites. Next slide. I promise that. One of the beauties of the Christian life is that we all know where we're headed. We all do. And we don't know exactly how we're going to get there but you and me and every other Christian is heading in the exact same direction. We're heading to the same destination. We're heading to a promised land. This promised land isn't just a small peninsula, but a new creation. A new heavens and a new earth. Why? We are a people of a promised land because we are a people of a promise. Again, we are a people of a promised land because we are a people of a promise. Well, what? Promise. It's the promise that God has said to his people in the wilderness, and Moses says to his people, and then Moses repeats to Joshua, and he says, that the Lord your God has gone before you. Yes, I don't know where tomorrow will lead you or me, but I know our God is already there. And we can know that and still be anxious and scared. Think about it. That's why Moses has to remind his people to be strong and courageous. Because even though they've seen the miracles of God, even though they have seen how God has led them through the wilderness, even though they have seen the Ark of the Covenant, the Shekinah glory, the quail, and the manna, they still doubted the next step. I'm scared. I'm very scared. That's recorded on camera. They'll probably watch it later. Not because I should be, but because I'm human, I'm human and I've never done this before. I'm scared, just as I was scared when I took this ten years ago. Back then, I had never built a youth or children's ministry from scratch. But God had gone before me that He goes before me. We fear what is right before us, and we haven't done that. What will it be like in college? Some of you are asking that question. What will it be like to pay my own rent, and car payment, and insurance, and health insurance, and whatever other bills that are going to be piling up in your life in the next one to five years? Will the person I am dating break my heart, or will there be something more? Will this job set me up for future success? Will Yak be super different without AJ? Will my school team win any games next year? Can I pass my AP class? I just didn't take AP classes. That was the way I got around it. Can I pass my AP class? Will I get into the college I want? 
Will I get a scholarship? Will I get a job? I don't know any of the answers to any of those questions for you. I know zero of them. Zero. I have some guesses, right? Some of you are very talented, and I'm like, you can see that the Lord can put them here in the next couple years. And sometimes that happens. Perfect example. Sam Wyatt, he's back in town. All of <laughs> right? We all knew, right, about junior year, this kid's going to major in philosophy or theology or something smart because he was smarter already as a junior than everyone else in the room, and we knew it, and he knew it. <laughs> right? We knew that. And so we had a guess. This is where the Lord's going to push you. Alec Witzel Gonzalez. <laughs> when that boy was in Yak, y'all, there were days where I was on my knees <laughs> praying to the Lord, right? Save this boy's soul, direct his path, catch his heart. And he went to the Marine Corps, and we prayed that that would give him some sense of discipline. Not because we thought Alec was stupid. Alec, too, is one of the smartest guys that I have ever had in my now almost 20 years of ministry at some level or another. But he was a little crazy. And we knew he was going to manage something, right? Whether that's his own business, whether that's a department, or whether that's a prison bar. We didn't know what. But we figured it would be something. And now he's starting as a graduate student. No one guessed that. Zero people. But that's how the Lord's in Sometimes it's clear, and sometimes he sets you up early and moves you, and sometimes he's unclear. Up until two years ago, if you would have told me I would be a head pastor somewhere, I would have laughed in your face. Mocking them. Like this. <laughs> That's what I had. But this is what the Lord has me. That's crazy to me. But I say that to come. Even though you might not know where your next step is, I can promise you the Lord is there, and He's beginning to plant the seeds that will So be strong courageous. Because God has fixed, God has gone before us. And when we fix our eyes on Jesus, while we don't know our path, we do know the destination. We cling to the promise because we cling to the promised land and the promised people. Well, how can I be strong and courageous? We're going to jump to Deuteronomy 35, oh, sorry, 31, 45, 47. It's a little bit on as Moses was speaking. And when Moses had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today, that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of this law. For it is no empty word for you, but your very life. And by this word you shall live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. No move forward. Okay? The words of the law that Moses is speaking of here are the scriptures he had written by the leading of the Holy Spirit. 
The words he has given us are not empty. They are your very life. If you want to live courageously, if you want to be strong in life, you must know this book. You must know the Bible. That is the foundation and has been the foundation of our youth ministry here for the last 10 years. It has been the foundation of the church since 33 AD. It has been the foundation of the people of Israel since this moment in history. Know the word of God. That's how you are strong and courageous at the end of the day. As your spiritual older brother, if I have given you any other advice differently than this, it would wreck your souls. Little brothers and sisters, you have the very promise of God at your fingertips, the Bible. His gift to you is both his very word and the word in the flesh. You, being strong and courageous, will be greatly tied to your leaning on and leaning into the law he has given. And when you do this, I can promise you this because the very words of God you shall live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan's paradise. Your life on this side of heaven will be beautiful. I'm not saying it will be easy, but it will be beautiful. Because your life on the other side of death is already going to be 